This season of DDX is brought to you by Ultragenics Pharmaceutical Corporation. A 35-year-old man has lived a mostly active life as an adult. As a child, he had been diagnosed with X-linked hypophosphatemia, or XLH, a rare inherited disorder characterized by low levels of phosphate in the blood. It can lead to weak bones, short stature, and dental problems. And even though he thought he had outgrown the disease, he presents now with increasingly limited movement. And he's concerned he may pass on this genetic disease to his children. This is DDX, a podcast from Figure One about how doctors think. This season is all about rare diseases. I'm Dr. Raj Bardwaj. Today's case comes from Dr. Suzanne Jondeber. Dr. Jondeber has been compensated by Figure One for her participation in this episode. I am a metabolic bone physician. I'm at Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine, where I am an associate professor of medicine. This is actually the story of a family's journey and how diagnosing one member of that family began to reveal a more complex issue. It all began when the patient's older brother's legs started to bow. And so since there was no family history of genetic rickets or other family history of bone disorders, there was a delay in diagnosis because there was not known to be this family history. So the pediatrician thought it was physiologic bowing, but then as it began to progress and there was also growth delay, the child began to exhibit signs of short stature. And so then that, when the diagnosis was made, Doctors believe the older brother was the first in the family to have XLH. About 30% of the time, it's the result of a new mutation. But then my patient was born a couple years later and developed the very same symptoms. Started having bowed legs, delayed milestones with walking, and falling off the growth curve. And so my patient was also diagnosed with XLH. At this point, doctors realized that they needed to zoom out to look at the bigger picture of the family as a whole. So then they looked back at the mom. The mom was normal stature. She did not have bowed legs. She had normal growth, but she did have some subtle phenotypes. So for example, she had a lot of dental abscesses. She had, you know, poor teeth and she was developing arthritis even as a younger woman. Then it was clear this was already in the family and the mother had a subtle manifestation and it was missed. So there was no availability of genetic testing at that time. So it was made on a clinical basis. One problem with many genetic diseases is that the genes responsible weren't known, even a few years ago. But that problem is also an opportunity. Genetic testing is much more precise than kind of what we observe clinically. A lot of times clinical diagnoses can have a lot of overlaps with other disorders. And so sometimes things may get misdiagnosed or they're not precisely diagnosed because we don't have the underlying genetic disorder, which is where you do genetic testing and then you can really make the diagnosis. So for example, in this world of hypophosphatemic rickets, there's dominant forms, autosomal dominant forms, there's X-linked forms, X-linked hypophosphatemia, and they can look very similar, but they have different underlying genetic disorders. So clinically, you can have something that has bowed legs that maybe not XLH at all. And the only way you can really tell it's XLH by doing the genetic testing and marrying it with the clinical observation that you have. As an adult, the patient's physical movement was beginning to be limited. 
and after years of being pain-free, his aches had returned. But he was most concerned about passing this on to his children. So we talked a lot about the genetic implications. Because XLH is an X-linked dominant disorder, that means one copy of the X that has the PEX mutation on it is enough to manifest in disease. Because males only have one copy of the X chromosome, when they pass that X chromosome to their daughter, the 100% of daughters of men with XLH will have XLH, okay? None of the sons of men with XLH will have XLH because they're not giving an X chromosome, they're giving their Y chromosome. Mothers with XLH have two X chromosomes. So the children of mothers with XLH have a 50-50 chance of having XLH. So what I counseled him was, if you have daughters, they will have XLH. If you have sons, they will not have XLH. I also counseled him that, you know, XLH can have a broad phenotypic expression. And you see that in your family. Your mother is not very affected at all. You and your brother have undergone multiple surgeries. You have short stature. You've had to have your legs straightened. And so you're more severely affected. And it's hard to predict how affected any given child would be. What was on his side is that there are treatments available and you would know if the child is affected so you could start treatment earlier. The patient went on to have three children, two girls, one boy. The results were exactly as the genetics had predicted. Two girls, which have XLH, and a male who doesn't have XLH. And of course, the girls that have XLH were identified very early because we knew before they were born that they were going to have XLH. And so they've been under care of an excellent pediatric endocrinologist and have been receiving treatment and are doing well. Meanwhile, the two brothers, including our patient, have continued to have their own problems. They both have short stature. They've had to have multiple osteotomies where their legs have been corrected and straightened. Because their legs have been straightened, there is sometimes not completely normal alignment at the joints. So um, they do have some joint pain that is an issue. And then one of the brothers has significant dental manifestations as well. And our patient's mother, now a grandmother, has also worsened. She really has developed significant spinal stenosis that's required several surgeries. She has significant arthritis and she's lost many of her teeth requiring implants. So while she was a young woman, looked relatively unaffected with time and as she's become an adult, she's actually become quite affected with spinal stenosis, dental manifestations, and arthritis. Even though it's an inherited disease, X-linked hypophosphatemia causes different issues in children versus adults. Typically, what you'd look for, say you had a family that you knew X-linked hypophosphatemia was in the family and you have a new child in the family. So what you're going to be looking for is you're going to be looking for delayed milestones. Is there delayed walking? Is there problems with falling off the growth curve as the child beginning to grow less well? Are the legs beginning to be bowed? And of course, if you knew there was X-linked hypophosphatemia in the family, you'd be measuring the blood phosphorus levels even before they were getting to the age where they were going to walk. Remember, about 30% of people with X-linked hypophosphatemia are the first in their family to have the disorder. Later on, they begin to develop dental abscesses and start to lose teeth to caries. In fact, it's a little sad because sometimes they get blamed for poor dental 
hygiene because they keep getting these caries and these abscesses when really it's a part of the disease because PEX, which is the gene that's mutated in X-linked hypophosphatemia, is also important in tooth development. And then what will happen is then arthritis, enthesopathy, enthesopathy is when you get mineralization, calcification, ossification of the tendons as they insert onto the bone. That causes a lot of difficulty with range of motion, difficulty with pain and stiffness. And so by the time you get to adults, you're going to end up with spinal stenosis because there's going to be this ossification. A lot of times at the ligaments that run down the spine, the foramina where the nerves come out also start to narrow. You get arthritis, both because of malalignment of the legs because of the bowing, but also arthritis seems to be developed independent of that. And then you're going to get manifestations of long-term dental issues where people are going to lose a lot of their teeth. So your children are going to have problems with bowed legs, stature, delayed milestones. Your adult, their main problems are going to be stiffness, pain, spinal stenosis, enthesopathy, dental issues. Bones don't stop changing when people stop growing. And XLH is not just a disease of childhood. Many of my patients who have reconnected with care as adults were told, we're going to treat you till you stop growing, and then we're not going to treat you anymore. And many times they don't continue medical care after that point. And then they re-engage as adults when they're having these problems with arthritis and their teeth and enthesopathy and fractures. So what is Dr. John DeBurr's advice to both doctors and patients? Your journey with XLH is not done when you finish growing and you don't stop treatment necessarily at that time. It's important to get involved in a patient advocacy group where you can understand about the newest developments. You can understand about what you're experiencing and how that is also experienced by others. I find that patient support groups are fantastic. And there's a great one called the X-Linked Hypophosphatemia Network, XLH Network. And something that they may have been experiencing that they didn't think was XLH might be XLH related. Like, for example, we didn't appreciate that hearing loss is part of XLH. And now we understand that it is. XLH is a lifelong journey that you should walk with that patient through that journey because there's a lot of different points of contact that you can offer resources, education, treatment for them to be able to successfully age with XLH and do that in the best way possible. Thanks to Dr. Suzanne John DeBurr for speaking with us. This is DDX, a podcast by Figure One. Figure One is an app that lets doctors share clinical images and knowledge about difficult-to-diagnose cases. I'm Dr. Raj Bardwaj, host and story editor of DDX. You can follow me on Twitter at RajBardwajMD. Head over to figureone.com slash DDX, where you can find full show notes, photos, and speaker bios. This episode was brought to you by Ultragenics Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Thanks for listening.